like that. I like that dirty tissue. I was gonna, I was gonna sit on it. You're gonna sit on it. Yeah, you took away my favorite dirty tissue. Oh, this is recording. Wonderful. It's a wonderful way to start the fucking podcast. <laughs> Do some editing at some point. Uh, so, welcome to the XYZ podcast. Right. I'm Ikalu. I'm the Y. Zach is not quite here yet, but he'll be here soon. Our X Factor for this week is uh, Juan Chapa, my uh, bandmate. So. <laughs> Oh, sorry, should not insult your probably, podcast. Probably not. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I also forgot to say that we talk about uh, entertainment and the creative process. All right. Yeah, that is um, that is the tagline. In any case, so, uh, yeah, I met Juan at, uh, at Mo's, and, uh, what? We play guitar. <laughs> yeah. He plays guitar, I play guitar, he sings, I sing. What's a guitar? I don't know. Am I ruining your podcast? No. Not yet. Okay, I'll no, try no. harder. What is a guitar? <laughs> so, so, sorry. <laughs> I'm like grabbing it. Uh, by, by it, he means uh, random rubber bands that I have around. No, no, no. Don't tell him. Just let him guess. <laughs> leave, 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 leave everyone your podcast in the dark. <laughs> uh, let's see. So let's say, uh, you know, what do you want to talk about, man? So, I mean, we do music right. together. You, you like punk and metal. I like metal mostly. I'm okay with punk. Yeah. Right. Something that, not something I listen to, like, generally, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the ethos, sure. Yeah. Well, you talk about entertainment and stuff. Uh, what do you think of uh, the, the new animated Spider-Man movie that's going to be coming out? Oh, is this the... I've seen ads for this. Is this Into the Spider-Verse? I think so. I've only, I've only seen a little bit about it. My friends are excited about it. It's not Peter Parker? It's Miles Morales. Yeah. yeah. I think from what I heard, Peter Parker's an old man in this version. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think Peter Parker's like in his 50s or something. And Miles Morales is uh, the star. Oh, there's Zach. Okay. Who's yeah. that at the door? <laughs> All right, more editing magic in suits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, Zach. Nice to meet you, Juan. I'm uh, Eco's uh, bandmate. Oh, damn. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you came in because I was ruining the shit out of his podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> are you guys recording? Yeah, we yeah. are. Oh, hello. So there's Zach. <laughs> Editing magical uh, ensue some more it's th throughout this. We could always include all of this, you know. Yeah, we could yeah. always, yeah. Well, I, I started the podcast by saying what's up. <laughs> Whoa! I know, I know. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna actually smack dab in the middle of you too, because yeah. I feel like that's audio best. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, yeah we, we were talking about. We're uh, just talking about the Spider-Man new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Oh, have you guys seen it? No, 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 just, it's not out yet. Yeah, we've seen yet. ads for it. Yeah, yeah. Made it I'm so psyched for that. Yeah. Yeah. I might I might even like see it this weekend. I might wait till next week, who knows? But I'm pumped. Yeah. 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 It looks cool, man. Yeah. I don't know the backstory to it. I mean, does he also get bitten by a spider? How does how does how does he get past the powers? I'm trying to remember Miles Morales' origin. His original thing is he lives in this alt so oh man. So he originally Peter Parker died? In the comic books, okay, but like he didn't—he died in an alternate universe, but it was like a second universe that people were invested in. Okay, yeah. it wasn't like a one-off thing. It was like there were hundreds of issues of this alternate universe. And then he died, and then 
uh, Miles Morales, I think, got bit by either the same spider or a similar spider, but he has slightly different powers, but okay. really they're not actually different. It's just he has this one thing. But I think in this movie, there's just no Peter Parker. Um, so that whole bit of it is out. Um, sorry to get super comic book nerdy really quickly. No, man. Oh, no, man. <laughs> um... Yeah, but that movie looks dope. John Mulaney's in it. John Mulaney's oh. in it. Yeah, he's playing Spider Ham. Spider Ham. Yeah, he's a he's a Spider Man from a universe where everyone's an animal, uh, and and he's uh, a pig, and I believe his name is Peter Porker. Oh my god! Uh, and that's gonna be voiced by John Mulaney. It's gonna be great. I mean, here's a here's a serious question: How many dads were involved in the writing of this movie? Oh man. <laughs> That was infinite dads that that is so dad oh my fucking god it's it's very dad yeah uh though that character was i think invented in the 80s even so yeah you know, dads have been dads have been doing their thing for a while yeah there's also a spider-man who's uh it like uh i think like a japanese girl and she doesn't have spider powers but she has like a mech robot that's <laughs> a spider-man you know, oh. just like a giant Spider-Man robot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. This, so- this sounds vaguely like um, there's a character in Borderlands Two, Gage the Necromancer. Yeah, she has a she she has a robot. It's not a Spider-Man robot. She does have a pet robot, basically. Oh man, that's she's, great. She's like a love pet robot. She's like late, like I think eighteen year old girl. Like she has backstory is that she has to leave her uh, home planet because I think uh, she's being bullied, and then her her uh, her pet robot basically killed some people. <laughs> Oh shit! And then she turned into a vault hunter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that robots are dangerous. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure you get them spayed and neutered. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the robot equivalent of that is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's Gage. You gotta you gotta you gotta cut their oil lines. That's mm. that's the robot equivalent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't have them uh, have connected oil lines. That's that's just no. They just get rowdy and they just talk about destroy all humans. Destroy yeah. all humans. No, I'm not about that that shit. Just snip, snip, motherfucker. Yeah, no, there go, there go, there goes your oil lines. Friends, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, neither of you are fans of the Borderlands series, right? That's a game. Well, the thing is, for me, Borderlands Two came out when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, and I knew a game. I knew a fr- like uh, a guy. I was a freshman in engineering, and like it was just literally one of those games, like a whole open world game like that. Like I knew that, like if I started playing that game, I would just like fail all my classes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, one of my friends, he had like this nice like uh, gaming PC. He was trying to get into the College of Engineering. Uh, he just had like this nice thousand plus dollar gaming PC, and he was playing like Assassin's Creed on it, Borderlands Two, like all this stuff. Yeah. And he dropped out of college. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that that is very believable because yeah. the thing the thing about Borderlands Two is like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean they they yeah. make no they they make no um they don't try to hide the fact that yeah. it's uh it's basically as I as I saw on a cracked article it's like the highs of gambling and murder combined into one. <laughs> wow. Because because essentially it's a first person shooter, yeah. uh-huh. so you're killing stuff, right? But like when you kill stuff, you get drops of loot. It's like it's basically a first person shooter with like Diablo mechanics. You just drop lots of loot drops, and it's like, well, it's, and it's random because yeah. it's the the gun system is random. Right. So it's like parts from here, parts from there, right. and some modifiers, and then you construct the gun. So it's like all randomly generated. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's crack. exactly that. Yeah, it's crack, it's crack, crack in video game yeah. form. I, I bought one of the Borderlands on like a Steam sale once. Yeah, and I played it for maybe an hour or two, and then I I don't know something about it didn't connect with me. Yeah, I, I, I can I can I see know. that. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of this stuff, right? So like, um, for let's see, Borderlands one, I I played all three that that I just plus the Tales game, but like the um the shooter games, Borderlands one was not that great. Yeah, um, I still played through it. It was fun, but like the story wasn't that driving, and it wasn't that great. Borderlands Two, the story was 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 good, and people liked the story. You know, it was I think won awards, but um, it starts out. It does start out slow. Mm. And as far as all like that that like gameplay cycle of that crack addictionness yeah. that happens later in the game, uh, you got to ease into the crack addiction. Yeah, you okay. have to yeah. you have to get to the higher levels. So yeah. it's like the story is meant to bridge the gap between you know yeah. between. Uh, Total like straight edge and you know crack addicted. Right. Yeah. Okay. I managed to avoid some crack addiction. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. We yeah. We <laughs> defeated crack addiction. Yeah. Neither of us getting addicted to Borderlands. Yeah. You Eco. I'm somewhat. We gotta get you know. in recovery, buddy. Yeah. No. Speaking of, speaking of addiction, you know a game that uh, I recently got addicted to it is a mobile game. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Did you say Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Yu- Wow! Yeah, are you are you like is it actual Yu-Gi-Oh mechanics or whatever? Yes, no, it okay. is actual Yu-Gi-Oh mechanics. That's you crazy. you you make your own deck and yeah. you you can fight people online too. Yeah, but basically, like uh, I had a phone that was kind of old and kind of crap for a long time, and then Ishmael gave me his old phone. <laughs> Ishmael, uh, our bassist. Yeah, uh, okay. also, yeah, yeah, he gave me his old phone, which is still a pretty fucking nice phone. And uh, so I could finally, my, my roommate sank along the side, like, dude, you got to get on Duel Links. Like, dude, my phone can't handle it. You don't understand. And then I get a phone. And then, like, I just, I just had, like, a whole pocket of free time. And I get a brand new phone. And, like, I remember, like, when I first downloaded Duel Links, like, I think the, the first evening afterwards, I spent, like, the entire evening in bed just, like, constructing a deck and fighting, <laughs> fighting CPUs and playing people online. Like, it was so bad that uh, I remember hanging out with Edgar, like, day two of my Duel Links addic- addiction. Yeah, Edgar's our drummer, by the way. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. yeah. All these yeah, names being thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the context. Yeah. Um, and, like, he was just getting really frustrated because he's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, and, like, just giving really generic responses while I was playing Duel Links. <laughs> and he got so pissed at me, too. He's like, well, you always do this. You're always so different. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I really need to, man, I really need to calm down with this Duel Links oh shit. God, Did you, is this your first time, like, were you into Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid at all? Or? I was a little bit. Yeah. I, like, I had the cards and stuff. Uh, they didn't let me play in my elementary school because it was really lame. I remember yeah. when there was a time when, like, middle schools and elementary schools were cracking down on those card games. Yeah, just because yeah, it yeah. wasn't even a good reason. Just people just got salty when they lost. Yeah. That was it. That was it. People just couldn't handle the salt. Dude, yeah. I, um, yeah. For me, it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh!, but it was uh, Magic. Yeah. Magic the Gathering. Right. A game I still love, but I don't I don't like play it because it right. obviously yeah. takes a lot, a lot of time and it's competitive and, and yeah. money, too, so... Um, but one of my friends, one of my friends from college, I didn't know this, but he actually plays like he's not a professional. He plays on professional circuits. He's like at that level. Damn. Um, but yeah, like I remember reading so many articles about deck construction and all this stuff. Right. And like, and at some point, I realized what the pros actually do, and you know, in this game, which is like when when they release the list of cards for the new set that comes out. Uh-huh. And and this is just the list. It's not the actual release, right? Mm-hmm. They read through every single card. They and they try to find you know strategies. They try to you know mentally construct a deck from that. 
Damn. I'm like, that's hardcore, man. And, that's you know, really hardcore. Yeah. yeah. People get really intense about those games. I, yeah. I never really dipped too much into any sort of trading card game. Yeah. Though I did have the Game Boy game the for the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah. That was right. the most I ever got into any sort of trading card game. Wait, there's a there's a Game Boy companion to the Pokemon trading card there's game? There's a Game Boy. It's not necessarily a companion. You're just playing the Pokemon card game in a video game. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it's not like the original Pokemon. No, no, or any of those derivatives. It's yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's made by the same people, yeah, but, but it is. It's card oriented. Okay, yeah, it's card oriented. Yeah. Which, like, at that point, that's like a dumb conceit for a video game. I feel it's like, like. It, yeah, it is really dumb. But yeah. one thing I noticed, one thing I like about Duel Links about that is because the game mechanics are so rigid. There's no misinterpreting cards effects. You know what I mean? That is very true. That is because, yeah. like, when I would just read through them, I'm like, huh. So this card could do this, and then when I do that, I realize, oh, that card doesn't do that at all. I just yeah. lost this duel. Some trial and error going yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's no, there's no like misinterpreting it. There's no like six year old on the other end saying, no, you can't do that because they said something. Like, well, this game says that I just destroyed all your monsters in one. Yeah. The game mechanics don't lie, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, that's the nice thing about having a card game video game is that yeah, there's no yeah. you have to follow the rules and there's no misinterpreting what what the cards do. Well, I remember that's yeah. how I learned the Pokemon card game, which right, I played yeah. like twice in yeah. my life. Yeah. But the only reason I knew the rules was because of the video game. Yeah. Which enforces them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know, like, I remember there were there were various things in um in Magic that like I like. So I, I I was playing this you know in real life for a while like let's say a year or two in middle school and I would play it online as well there was a um, there were before before the days of like Magic Online and like mm-hmm. Magic Arena which are basically the the official versions there were there were jank versions where it's basically just take the text of the cards and give you a virtual playboard there's no art no 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 nothing you just put it down and then you say what the stuff does and you know, uh-huh. you it's kind of like somewhat text based and whatever yeah. um, but in that like I remember playing and even in real life too there would always be debates of like like how does this work because things were interrupts or instants and it's like but if it's instant you know how you know how can you do an instant yeah. on an instant and stuff like that yeah and like I remember, like I'm reading through the rules of the game, and I was like, "This shit is so complicated." Yeah, it's like there's a stack, and it's like, and of course, it's written in rigid like legalese because like that's how a rule book is supposed to be. Right. It wasn't like a layperson's explanation of how the rules worked in practice. Right. But eventually, I figured out, oh, there's a stack, and you unwind the stack and all this stuff. But you know, if you play it online, it's just all programmed and it's all like done automatically for you. Right. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these games have like pretty fairly complicated rules. I don't know. I th- yeah. that's one of the reasons they always bamboozled me, uh, and I never really got too much into them. I mean, Pokemon yeah. cards. I was using that as my example, and I feel like compared to Magic and Yu Gi Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, I, I guess in a sense they're child games, but Pokemon yeah. is very much just yeah. uh, is is very much a kids game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the mechanics, but like there was this, and they got rid of this later in Magic. But there was this idea that. Um, when you go to a combat phase and you block and defend with creatures, uh-huh. the damage goes onto the stack, and then you can then every player can do something at that point. Oh wow! Which means like there was a specific creature that like it was like Mog Fanatic, and it's a red creature. It's like a one one, whatever context. But basically, it's got an ability to sacrifice to deal one damage to target creature or player. So what you could do in that version of the game before they changed the rule was you could attack with it. And um, once the damage for that goes onto the stack, then you could sacrifice it and do another one damage afterwards. Mm-hmm. Even if like the damage, so suppose like somebody was blocking with something that would kill it, mm-hmm. the damage goes onto the stack, and then you sacrifice it. 
So then you, you basically do do your one damage to the opposing creature and then do the um, targeted damage from the sacrifice. Uh, so that was like super jank uh, and weird uh, if you were just like a new newbie player and just mm-hmm. like kind of assume things kind of follow reality. Right. Um, so eventually they did get rid of that. I think like the damage happens on it like instantly at some point and just it's assigned and it's done and there's no chance to react to it with like instance or whatever. So Yeah. So that's gone. But the, I remember that's like one of those subtle things like like you, you would say it's like it's a bamboozle if you don't know, you know, <laughs> if you have like if you have a certain assumption of how the game actually works. I mostly, my brothers had magic cards. They weren't, like, big into playing it. Yeah. But I really liked the pictures. Yeah, the art's cool. That's my main thing, is I just... Because I, I, I got them as hand-me-downs. I never played the game, yeah. but I I liked the... <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Uh, I really liked the art. It was cool. Yeah, the flavors, texts are, pr- are pretty funny, too, sometimes. They, um, so, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've yeah. seen some of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, they, they do stories with them, right? So it's, at the beginning, it wasn't very connected. Uh-huh. And they tried to do some very connected stories. They had novels too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. I think uh, I think my brothers had some of the books. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think they cared about maybe more than, or the, my brother who had the magic cards yeah. cared about more than uh, the actual game. Yeah. So they um, they they had a pretty long connected story for a couple of blocks, uh-huh. but then they stopped doing that and they just did like essentially many like stories within each block and they would just rotate. Although you would revisit some like some locations. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So that was all. So you would see those things pop up in the cart in the flavor yeah. text too. It's like references to certain people over and over, um, or quotes by a certain person over and over. Yeah, because it, it you like I could feel like there was some like I don't know. I remember reading the flavor text and it would feel like it was cut out of a larger story that I wasn't yeah uh, a part of. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely was designed that way, especially like probably when your brother would have been playing too. Yeah, yeah that was around the time like my middle school days. And like high school days, that's around the time when they had the, like the one long story, mm. like the big, you know, apocalyptic, you know, good versus evil thing. I've heard stories of people with these magic cards because they get really expensive. Yeah. And like people yeah. Uh, really, really fucking up their finances over magic cards. Uh, at least younger people who are, you know, making less money. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or, or also like that there's like a weird hierarchy in magic cards because you can... If, Basically, people who have more money to spend on cards will have better cards. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely true because I mean, like, if a card is good in a new set, so there's a standard rarity, right? Yeah. So there's a couple, uh, and like, you can obviously like the the way you buy them is a booster pack, and they have like certain slots for each rarity, yeah. right? So that's like uniform. However, like the better cards on the secondhand market. Mm-hmm. Like on eBay or whatever, there's probably specific sites for it. They, the better cards will go up because like tournament players want them. Yeah. Well, that's probably one of the good things about like a mobile game yeah. or um or just like a computer version of it is that you don't have to worry about like I feel like there's less of a monetary restriction on which cards you have. Though I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, I think I think magic is still I think it's just microtransactions everything, oh, which, of which, course. which of course which sucks. Okay. I hope I don't know the prices. I hope they're like a factor of ten less than the physical cards. I would hope, but I don't know. I don't actually. I've never checked. I would so hope I that people could win uh, just based off their um, their personal skill. You know, I don't know. Sorry. Oh yeah, there's there, there there's act, there is actually one class of specific uh, type of tournament or type of. Uh, yeah, tournament competition that that does that. Yeah, which is uh, the booster draft or the draft. 
Oh, where they, that's the kind of one where you, yeah. everyone gets like, I've heard of that, where everyone just like yeah. grabs a few booster packs and then they make their own desk deck from yeah, yeah. the same pile of booster packs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, so yeah. That, that is actually, you know, I, I have heard of that. Yeah. Okay. I've yes. heard of that as a good way to, to play if you're newer to a set, and but you know the general mechanics of the mm-hmm. game, but you're just newer to the actual specific cards. It gets you familiar with them. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget if you get to keep them afterwards. Eh? You might. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like you should them, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's our trading card <laughs> discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the Magic the Gathering podcast. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's magical. Hocus Pocus. I don't know. I'm saying magic words. Abracadabra. Planeswalker. Planeswalker. I don't know what that one is. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Uh, oh, okay. We should, we should right. move on. Let's move on. Let's that, move on. That's a, that's a sign of like, we should change subjects. Not not, not that I don't yeah. like it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could go on, but I don't want to. <laughs> Let's see. So, Juan, did you bring any topics for us? Um, Not really. Not really. Okay. Uh, so, let me let me bring this up. So, yeah. uh, I actually, I brought Juan to... Uh, Actually, this is a crowd anniversary party. It wasn't much of a show. I thought it was going to be more of a show. Oh, the crowd! An- okay, yeah, I yeah. saw. Oh, uh, I saw whisperings yeah. of that on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, the the th- your your yeah. your uh, improv thing. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. brought you brought your dog, which was okay. mostly what we're seeing. Ooh. A few people, a few people did, were like had problems with yeah. having dogs around them. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Well, because I wasn't expecting to go to that thing. Yeah, you like, I remember I invited you and uh, Ish to uh, basically get. Um, Get some some fast food. Some Polishes, yeah. Yeah, at, at gyms, which is really good. Which is like the Chicago, uh, the Maxwell Street Polish place. Yeah. Like, it's the Maxwell Street Polish place. I don't think I've had a Polish, if I'm being honest. I've had, like, a Chicago dog quite a few times. Right. Never had a Polish. What exactly is a Polish compared to a hot dog? It's like an actual sausage. Okay. Versus a hot dog is just smoked bullshit. <laughs> Ooh, 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 you're talking shit about hot dogs. No, I love hot dogs. No, but I visited, I've been to an Oscar Mayer Wiener Factory. I've seen yeah. how they're made. And wait, I mean, I still eat them. So, wait, yeah. so what is an actual sausage? What does that mean? It means basically, it's just kind of the quality of the meat. Like, basically, okay. the biggest difference is, like, with the hot dog, they mix in, like, a lot of, like, sort of chemicals and preservatives. And that's partially what gives it its pink color. Uh-huh. And they probably mix up, like, a bunch of different pigs. And, like, they smoke it differently. Like, sausages can, like, actually be, you know, like, kind of smoked, I guess, like, but like DIY, like, mm-hmm. in-house. They can be made different ways. Hot dogs, I feel like, are just sort of, like, the industrial version of that, where, like, they're on a big assembly line. They have all the chemicals and additives. Like, all the pigs literally just turn into paste. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of knew that part about yeah, hot dogs. Yeah. I just didn't know it was not that for a Polish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> for Polish, it depends. Because I feel like for a Polish, there's a lot more variability. Because it's just a sausage. Okay. And, like, yeah, I guess sausages could be made basically the same way. Yeah. But, I mean, a hot dog's a fucking hot dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. I got to try a Polish, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, so, it's a totally different flavor. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Speaking of a oh, different kind dog. of dog. Uh he's a mutt. He's uh he's technically my roommate's dog. Okay. I live with I live with two roommates, uh, but we all take care of the dog. That's good. My roommate has a cat and yeah. I like to see it as kind of my cat. Our, yeah, 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 that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my roommate's uh he's also a big nerd. Uh uh-huh. he likes Dragon Ball Z and so he kinda oh, yeah? he, he likes to call me Piccolo. Because even though he's the real father, I'm the one that raises the dog. 
Wait, wait, wait. wait do, what's this the, a reference to? Is the dog is like named Gohan or something? Okay, no, okay. no, no. The, the, the dog is named Chance. Oh, that's... But Gohan would have also been a very good name for that dog. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was yeah, thinking yeah, when, yeah. when okay. he called you Piccolo. Okay, but well, Chance is a good name. I'm yeah, not gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, he's named after the rapper. Yeah, that's what yeah, I kind yeah, of figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. what I mean, in Chicago, yeah. I feel like he's the patron saint of Chicago, at least yeah. uh, in our current era. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right. Since, so, since somebody's downfall. So quick, so just quick point of reference. The reason I'm Piccolo, why there's reference for people that don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Like the first episode... And first why episode, aren't you watching Dragon Ball yeah. Z? First Come episode on. is a Dragon Ball Z, Goku... Um, and Piccolo fight uh, an enemy from outer space who has to be Goku's brother. Goku has to sacrifice himself so that Piccolo can deal the finishing blow, killing his brother and Goku. So Goku's basically dead, and since Goku's dead, Piccolo raises his son and teaches oh, him how to fight. I so yeah. I I only know oh, I only yeah. know bits and pieces of yeah. the Dragon Ball lore. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think with Z, I kind of jump in right around the Android saga. Yeah, that's kind of I know Android through Cell. Basically, yeah, that's the main much. era I know, and a little bit of the Frieza, but I don't know anything before Frieza. Um, yeah. So that's it. I didn't know Go- Goku even had a brother. I just oh, yeah. knew about Vegeta. <laughs> that's because he's so irrelevant. Because yeah. at the very beginning of the show, he was like so unbelievably powerful. But like um, his name was Raditz, and that name rings. Oh fuck! It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like he, the sad thing was, at the beginning of the show, he was so unbelievably powerful that he just like fucking just destroyed everyone. That guy, and, like, but, like he hangs out with Vegeta, right? No. Really. Okay, I don't know Dragon Ball Z that well. <laughs> I mean, they're from the same planet because they're Saiyans. Yeah. But basically, the point is, like, even like just a season later, Raditz is so weak compared to what Goku and everyone else has become mm-hmm. that like he's just kind of the laughing stock of the entire Dragon Ball Z show. Mm. Yeah. In terms of just like raw power. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it's really laughable because at the beginning he was like so he's such like a daunting opponent. But like just a season later his power level is so laughable that like in the the DBZ abridged they just use him as like oh these weak minions they're strong as four Raditzes. <laughs> it, it, he 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 basically just becomes a running joke. Ooh, nice. And he he was also Goku's brother. Yeah, I picked up on that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the part where he was Goku's brother. Yeah. You know, the, the, this reminds me of like um, there was a there's one of those versus videos. Yeah. yeah. Which was like Charizard versus uh, like what, the Digimon for you, Agumon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, you 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 would have to at yeah. least digivolve him to Greymon. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, yeah, Metal yeah, Greymon. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna put him against Charizard. Yeah, Agumon's gonna get his ass. Yeah, but yeah. so I, 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 I forget. Um, I the, the funny thing was yeah. actually I think it was like their base forms and they they did evolutions all the way up. I mean, War Greymon's gonna take Charizard hands down. Yeah, he's gonna put it his Mega Evolution. Yeah, um, but I yeah. know a little too much about the Mons. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're coming up to the point, which is that like. Um, Basically, the the Digimon side out evolves the Pokemon side mm-hmm. by a lot because the scaling is just such a so much higher on the on the Digimon side. But it's was like this video was this video made before or after uh, Mega Evolutions and Pokemon? Because I think this Mega, out, Mega right? Evolution was considered in the in the oh it was okay. about Death Battle right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still it, feel it, like Wardraymon could take a. Uh, could take a 
Mega Charizard. I think he went past Fort Greymon. He, he basically went to like yeah. the Dragon Slayer Super Saiyan Digimon. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, I keep yeah, forgetting crazy, that yeah. Digimon like just adds on random evolutions. Yeah. But they but they also yeah, yeah. they they are like super scale, like like definitely more exponential than yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's I feel like Digimon's the same thing as Dragon Ball Z, where it kind of just has this weird power creep thing. Yeah, no, that's where, what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like, the scaling is so cr- crazy yeah. versus uh, like a show like Pokemon, yeah. the scaling isn't. It's like it just—it's more linear. Yeah, than Pokemon. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh man, this might be the nerdiest episode of this podcast, and I love it. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, I mean, that's uh, to, to tie it back to Borderlands. That's a thing too, which is like in the original game, the scaling was more linear. Yeah. But in the uh, in the the later two, the two and pre sequel. The scaling at higher levels, especially you notice at more high levels, is exponential. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're under your weapons that were good like one level ago, might not be good in <laughs> one more level, basically. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's definitely a thing, you know, that's yeah. a tweakability. And, you know, it's funny that it comes up in like non game media too. Like yeah. you said, like, for example, Digimon and, um, and, and, DBZ. I feel like there's such a thing in like anime and manga where that's yeah. really is a thing. And I mean, like, obviously, I think Dragon Ball Z is probably the peak example, but like, I think they're, um, there's like a, like, anime and manga, like, I feel like they love to put these kind of rules, uh, on their universes that yeah. are very similar to video games. And then always in like the sequel or the next season or whatever, just, uh, they always, um, make them exponentially more powerful. Like, I, I've never seen more than an episode of this show, but have you guys ever heard of Gurren Lagann? Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen okay. Gurren Lagann. So from my yeah. understanding, it's kind of, simultaneously, it plays it straight, but it also is kind of like a parody of the whole, yeah. like, Gundam sort of genre. Yeah, my impression um, was, like, the show was never supposed to be taken too seriously. Yeah. Even though it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I heard that there's a robot yeah. in it, though, because, like, the robots get exponentially bigger. Yeah. And then there's, like, one of the robots is bigger than a galaxy or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just... Uh, like throwing a lampshade on that whole fucking um, uh, I don't know thing in in right. anime where it just the power creep thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like an old story about like a, a peasant who came up to a king and was like asked for a rice, mm-hmm. and uh, and he uh, the trick was he said you know uh, there's 64 squares on a chessboard um, for every for every square just double the amount of rice you give me. Grains, mm. grains. So it starts with two, four, and then it becomes two to the sixty-four. It's an old story of like exponential scaling. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Oof, two sixty-four is a very large number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably uh like a like a heavy bag of rice. Yeah, yeah but Gurren Lagann is just beyond exponential scale. Like like the 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 robot at the very end of the anime, it was it was lit, it wasn't bigger than a galaxy. It okay. was a galaxy. And it was made out of like cosmic dust or something. It was so weird. Like it's it, like I it, it's so hard to call what was at the end of that anime like a robot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was so weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had a friend who was really trying to like turn me onto that show, and he he gave me some infograph about like all the biggest robots in it, just how it gets insane like that. Yeah. The cosmic dust, damn, that sounds crazy. Yeah, this, this reminds me of something yeah. I would do as a kid. and I, I, I would just draw randomly, right? Like uh-huh. as kids do. But I, I was obsessed with Star Wars at the time, right? Yeah. So right. I would draw 
I would draw like imperial ships or just ships, right, in general. Mm-hmm. And then I would just like draw a dot and be like, that's the scale of a Star Destroyer right there. Mm-hmm. And so my, so <laughs> my ships would just automatically be, be huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like that's what ha- has happened in the Star Wars sequels. They're like, hey, remember that one thing from the original Star Wars? Yeah. We're going to make it. Like they did that with the Death Stars, yeah. actually. Starkiller uh, Base. Starkiller Base is just, they were like, hey, what if we made the Death Star? But we made it bigger. Yeah. This uh, is, uh, I was watching some uh, some like... A theory or like explanation videos of leg- of the legends lore yeah for that and it's like I- i've read some of it but i haven't i haven't definitely haven't gone as far as some of the other people have but like apparently luke becomes like the most powerful jedi master mm-hmm. ever right ever ever by like a large margin according to the according to the, the legends side of things right. which is of course no longer canon because you know yeah disney and all but it-, it suffers from that same type of creep it's like you always need right. a bigger villain for him to fight yeah. So he's going to be, like, more and more powerful over time in right. a crazy way. That's the thing, though. Like, Rey and Kylo, they don't really feel, like, you know, we could argue about The Last Jedi and stuff. Like, I personally like that movie a lot, but I know people considered it, like, the devil. Oh, yeah. no. I yeah. So I haven't seen it since it was yeah. in theaters. Yeah. But um, I feel like, on the whole, I think yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thank yeah. you for saying that you liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say generally I liked it, but I have specific problems with it. Yeah. Oh, I, I think we've yeah. talked yeah. about this before, but yeah. 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 I mean, I just I think I really like that they. I feel like they took some swings, and not all of them connected, but I appreciate that they took those swings. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. There's definitely a subplot to that movie that I'm just not a fan of. Uh, yeah. Casino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think definitely rhymes with casino. I think there was some important stuff in the casino stuff. I just think that the way it it would have been the casino stuff wouldn't have felt so bad if it movie just edited a little differently. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it came down to because I think the way it was edited, like the casino scene, just felt like so pointless. Like it felt like a bunch of point, really pointless and really boring. But just to get that that scene at the end where the little kid picks up the broom with, well, that was definitely yeah. I actually I that, that was that a good part. yeah yeah. yeah. A but good, yeah. I I don't know that's probably a spoiler for well last Jedi. Who the fuck wow. hasn't seen them? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen it, you don't yeah. care. Okay, yeah. well at the very end, <laughs> it, that, that's not even a big spoiler. There's a little kid that picks up a broom with a force. Yeah, and you're like <gasps> surprise, surprise! People can use the force in Jedi, but it's oh, like really? it's, Star Wars. Yeah, it's the, a little. Do you think the force awakened? Probably. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually huge into Star Wars. I've seen, like, the originals and the prequels, like, at least a dozen times. Oh, yeah. yeah. And actually, I was actually reading an expanded universe book on the way down here. On oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, which one was it? Uh, I'm reading through the Darth Bane series. This is the third oh, book okay. in the series. I, what I, I haven't read through that much. Yeah, I'm, I've reading, read... I'm reading that right now. Okay. I'm almost done with it. Yeah. Darth Bane, Dynasty yeah. of Evil. Ooh. I really want to, I really like the idea of the yeah. Old Republic. I don't know, just yeah. the shit that happened before. It is really cool. I know George yeah. Lucas, I think George Lucas said that he absolutely hated Expanded Universe stuff. But my response to that is, hey, if you don't want Expanded Universe shit, maybe you shouldn't have written so many plot holes. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah, um, let's see. So... Let me go through my Star Wars stuff, which is, yeah. let's see, I, the, what I read was the Thrawn series, which is the uh, the, uh-huh. the first, really, kind of the right. really first uh, big expanded universe novels, the ones that, like, set the tone. I like them. I read one of the X-Wing novels. I've heard those are really good. Yeah. I've only read the first one, and right. I haven't gone very much farther into that. I would, uh, but, like, on the yeah. back of some of them, there would be advertisements for uh, books, and I would read them, like, this is such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, nerd out on that. 
So as far as like we should uh, let's talk about the prequels a little bit. Actually, the yeah. funny thing is, I think I think the sequels and the prequels have the exact opposite problems. Mm-hmm. Really, which is which is uh, right. my th- so I'll All tell right. you my opinion. Okay. You guys respond right. to it. Go for it. My opinion is that the prequels suffer from having very good like overarching plot and like I- grand ideas, right. but very poor execution. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like the sequels don't have as much good overarching plot and like just tie-ins and and general planning of that sort, but they have better execution. All right. Um, I just have this feeling about the prequels where I just, I feel like the internet is trying to rewrite history and say they're good. I feel like that's become a thing recently. I don't know. I don't, how do you, how do you feel? I know. I feel there was something in the prequels. I feel like the prequels could have been amazing, but they were just really flawed. I appreciate the prequels for what they are. Yeah. 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 But like, they were just very flawed. I think the biggest problem with the prequels is that, like uh, they forgot how to yeah well basic well I think they just forgot how to how to make a like they just forgot that they were a Star Wars movie that's what it felt like it felt like the prequels like Star like Star Wars forgot that it wasn't really a sci fi like it's for yeah. sci like Star Wars is basically just a fantasy series in space yeah it's space yeah. opera but yeah. like I feel like with the prequels you started to see they tried to become more like Star Trek or like Battlestar Galactica and try to like scientifically explain they try yeah. to scientifically explain the Force and like yeah, you don't yeah yeah which just ruined the the whole mystery like the intrigue and the mysticism about it yeah and like yeah it's like Star Trek is its own thing let it be that yeah and, yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. the, the biggest thing was, like, was the dialogue was yeah. so bad. Oh wait, wait yeah. about the dialogue, though. If you really think about it, the dialogue in the original Star Wars movies was kind of shit. Too. It, was. it was. But the yeah. difference was that, like, the actors would constantly challenge George Lucas. Like, like Harrison Ford and who's the other guy? Alec Guinness. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. they hated. They actually didn't like being Han Solo or Obi-Wan. And part of that was because of George Lucas's dialogue. Yeah. Like, Harrison Ford said jokingly, like, I'm going to strap down George Lucas to a chair, tie him up, and just force him to read his own fucking dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference there, the reason it was charming is because those movies didn't take themselves so seriously. Yeah. They just realized they were just dumb, cheesy, family-friendly space fantasy movies yeah, and yeah. by the time the prequels came out they were just too big I feel yeah like. they yeah. did like by the time the prequels came out like they Nobody... just had that dialogue like no one challenged George Lucas exactly they just took exactly. themselves too seriously yeah. because no one said everyone's like oh Jar Jar Pinks like oh Padme like oh he doesn't like sand that's amazing I hate sand, I hate sand. he doesn't like sand oh, that's like sand. brilliant dialogue <laughs> like no one challenged him <laughs> It's Versus like, like the actors, like everyone on Seven Challenge, George Lucas say, "Yeah, I don't think that would work that well." Yeah. As a result, because he got good constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, like they, 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 like, they were amazing movies. I get the feeling Mark yeah. Hamill never challenged George Lucas, though. Everyone but Mark Hamill that's, did. That's like, he like, definitely has the cheesiest. Dialogue. He is the cheesiest. That, yeah. That's not. That's not but true. It, but it fits. I love Mark Hamill. Yeah, it, don't get I, me wrong. See, yeah. I think it fits his character because he's like. He's supposed to be the idealist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, no, but I think that's why Mark Hamill didn't really challenge it that much. But, like, no, he said in an interview there were a couple of lines that he uh, he did challenge. Like, there's a deleted scene where the dialogue is, like, prequels worthy. There, there's, like, a deleted scene from A New Hope of, like, Mark Hamill's dialogue that was pre- prequels worthy. But the difference was Mark Hamill's like, yeah, I don't think I want to say that. That sounds kind of dumb. And George, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah from what i've heard yeah. of a lot of like the yeah. first draft stuff for star wars a lot of it was really shitty like was there it was, uh, there what, was, a, what was his original name luke skywalker it was like luke star killer star killer yeah, yeah. yeah and they reused it for star killer base obviously okay all right nice they, little they, they, they use it they use it for force unleashed as well mm-hmm. right um actually there's a good um there's a good video that i watched this week which is um 
So like how Star Wars and New Hope was saved in the edit. Yeah, yeah. I saw that video too. That's a great video. Yeah. The crazy thing is, like, you know how in a New Hope, like how he just runs into this guy that we just get introduced to that like they act like they've known their entire life like Biggs. Remember yeah, that guy? Yeah, yeah. Like his his X Wing buddy, his X Wing pilot friend. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Remember how they just run into each other? Like, yeah, oh, that's so random. That is. But like one of the deleted scenes was like yes. Biggs like looking at Luke Land or something like that. Yeah. But they just took it out because like it just uh it just distracted from like three PO and R two yeah. like one. Yeah, it just messed with the pacing and yeah. 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 I feel like there might yeah. there, there's like a line somewhere in the beginning of a new hope where he like because he they wants to join the rebels. They made they made where, a brief reference to him. Yeah. And then they just see each other like all happy and you're just kinda wondering like why. Like so it works. Mm. It's just but like like people just kind of wonder, like, oh wow, because he made references to his friends leaving the planet, yeah. so it does work. But like at the end, you're just like, oh, why so happy to see this character we've never been introduced to? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, this is yeah. just me fixing it in my head. Yeah. Uh, but I always just look at it as like, oh, like the universe is bigger than what we see, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I just write it off as that, but obviously, it's more just. Uh, <laughs> Things they fucked up in making it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, Star Wars man. Uh, yeah. This yeah. really is the nerdiest episode. Yeah, ever. yeah, I really love is. it. Um, yeah. uh, I'm just gonna keep calling it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. God, yeah. Oh, God. What was your What was your favorite? Or what was your Let's say what was your most cringy bit of dialogue from the prequels that you you just like refer to as like the worst in your head? I mean. It's hard to top that sand bit. <laughs> yeah, know. sand I, is hard. I think for me, it was Hayden Christensen's whiny dialogue from when he actually became Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I have brought peace and loving peace and prosperity on the galaxy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And it just sounded, I don't know, it just sounded so awkward and like he was running out of breath or something. Like, like you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was just so awkward. He's, he's trying to be edgy, yeah. but he doesn't really know how to be. Yeah. I, like, I, I can't believe they took yeah. like films like greatest, most badass supervillain, and then they they made him this just like whiny little kid. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's so disappointing. I mean, my, my like most... the Sith are already kind of emo. Yeah, uh, but yeah. like the whininess is what ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so. Um... My my favorite or my most yeah. my, the one I, the cringiest line of dialogue for me is when they're it's it's from that same part of the movie it's like when they're standing on the lava and him and Obi Wan are talking and it's like and he says and uh, and Anakin says from my point of view the Jedi oh. are evil oh yes, yes. yeah that's oh. what I mean like literally all of that from when he became Darth Vader oh, like that was probably the cringiest from my point of view the Jedi are evil I was like bro let's agree to disagree then huh yeah like, come on. Uh, to, you guys are into prequel memes, right? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, me, let me finish this one thing. Oh, sorry. There's one thing, which is like, to even even McGregor's credit, he does pull off those cheesy lines really well. So, oh, so the acting for sure matters. It's not just yeah, the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Ewan McGregor's the best part of the prequels, yeah. in my opinion. He really is. He yeah. is Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. fucking kills it. He he like puts himself in it. He's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Very pro Ewan. Yeah. If they ever make an Obi Wan movie, Ewan McGregor said in an interview he would love to play Obi Wan Kenobi again. That'd yeah, be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. And play a middle aged Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I think does like Ben Kenobi have like sort of like force lines in in the new Star Wars movies? Because I think he said there was like a small line in Force Awakens or The Last Jedi where Obi Wan tells Rey like. 
Ray used the force. And they literally said in editing, they edited Alec Guinness's voice and Ewan McGregor's voice to kind of melt together. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're saying about memes, and we're also coming up on about six, just FYI. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you gotta go pretty soon, but yeah. Yeah. Memes. Oh, I was just saying because I feel like I haven't seen the prequel. Oh, I rewatched two and three before Force Awakens, but other than that, I haven't really seen them in years. Yeah. And I feel like the memes on the internet that have been part of this, I feel like, effort to rewrite the prequels as good, or at least people appreciating them, which I get them people appreciating them a little bit in hindsight, uh, but yeah, I feel like that's good parts, mostly know, yeah. how I know the prequels now. I almost feel like like mo- my like my memory of them is reinforced by these memes, so it's mostly like I remember these weird dumb parts, like the from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, or, uh, or the part where um... Or like Samuel G's, Sam, Samuel Jackson's just like Maze Windu is just like take a seat, mm-hmm. and because the, the whole like right. you have not attained the title of master or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, funny mimetic really memory. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's it interesting. Yeah. Now about Mace Windu though, the, have you ever heard the story about why? Mace Windu ended up having a purple lightsaber because Samuel Jackson wanted purple. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you and uh, did you know that like Samuel L. Jackson's on the hilt of his lightsaber says "Bad motherfucker." Like in Pulp like, Fiction. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That that's awesome. great. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Um, we should get to the Steve Israel Memorial question. Oh, we yeah, should. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you gotta you head out soon. After yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this yeah. is generally the final segment of our show as we ask people the Steve Israel Memorial question. Right. Steve Israel Memorial question is: What is the craziest thing that you're willing to admit you believe in? The craziest thing that I'm willing to admit that I believe in Tonewood <laughs> uh, well yes <laughs> what's Tonewood? oh god it's a, it's a guitar thing it's a guitar thing I it kind of can, figured yeah it's a uh, well Well, the thing is actually people people online there's there's like this battle between people saying whether or not like the type of wood matters for electric guitars yeah, I feel for, like it's less controversial for acoustics but for electrics yeah. it's pretty controversial yeah, yeah. well isn't that also I mean that that's a thing with most stringed instruments, right? Yeah, like Stradivariuses yeah. are. That's kind of part of it, right? Yeah, but yeah, but know, those are acoustic instruments. Yeah. Okay. The, the debate is whether or not it, it makes it, an audible uh, difference. Makes a big difference for an electric guitar like that. Yeah. And you're saying that you do. You guys are. You I, guys believe in that? I do. I, yeah. I, I definitely. The biggest reason I was on the fence for a while, but like Paul Reed Smith kind of had like a. Yeah, he made a video about it, basically just kind of demonstrating. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. for me, it's just like the physics makes sense. It may be a smaller contribution than, than a lot of people make it out to be, yeah. but at the same time, anecdotally, I like some of the guitars I have just have way more bass or way more treble than than, yeah. than others as well. It's just very it's very audible, yeah. and even with yeah. very similar types of pickups. Um, and, and and again, just the physics makes sense. The fact that you would that there was a guy that tried to deny it using physics. I'm like, all your physics is fucking wrong, man. Yeah. 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 For my for my very amateurish, I don't know any physics point of view. I'm willing to believe that there's at the very least the smallest minuscule that it does make a difference right. at, at at some level. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Just from what you guys have said. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, no, so, but yeah, what is your actual? Yeah, I, mean, I he fed you that, that one. I hijacked that. Yeah. One. What is your actual? That could be your. Uh, I don't think it's that crazy to be honest. Oh, my actual perspective on Tonewood. No, no. Oh, what's your actual, actual craziest right. thing you believe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. That's the thing, because I usually just say really crazy shit. 
Um, and I don't. The thing is, I'm nor I normally say crazy shit, and I don't believe anything that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the craziest thing I believe in. Um, I don't know. I guess this is really really dumb. Like, um, I'm pretty. You know, I have a science background. Um, I'm not like a religious. I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in a lot of shit. Uh, which is funny because I volunteer at my friend's church. Which is what you actually have to leave to which do. Which is actually what I have to leave to do. <laughs> but that's because I, I believe, I don't believe in God, but I believe in education. Uh, which isn't really crazy. What is bu- crazy? What? Like, Education's bullshit. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so I don't know. Like part of me, there's some small part of me that's like a little superstitious and I hate it. Like, <laughs> and like it manifests itself pretty much like whenever salt spills. Like it makes me uneasy. Like whenever someone spills salt and doesn't throw it over their shoulder, part of me just feels like a little, like I'm thinking to myself, I hate that there's no rational reason for me to feel uneasy. But part of me just like in the pit of my stomach feels like this is a bad omen. I need to do something about it. Just in case you got to do yeah. it. And also, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we develop these little rituals yeah. that mean something to us. Yeah. Even if they're not, they don't actually mean something. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's an article in the New York, I think it was the New York times that mm. talks about like placebo science. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes the argument, and I, 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 I get it. It's like, it makes the argument that if the placebo effect is that strong, maybe you should actually investigate it as a form of treatment in itself. Right. Mm. And it's like, yeah, sure, yeah, because you have the strength of belief. And I think there are people yeah. investigating kind of the brain mechanisms for how it happens, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I think that's probably the best answer you'll get because that is probably the craziest thing I believe. As someone that doesn't really believe in anything crazy, like uh, like like um, um, like aliens or ghosts or anything like that. Do you not believe in aliens at all? Well, Somewhere I mean, in the infinity of the universe. Well, I do believe that. But what I'm saying, I don't think they've come in contact with humans. Oh, right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any plugs or anything else? Uh, any plugs? Yeah. Um, like, no, not really. I, I guess, well, I just started, um, teaching guitar lessons at a music store in Wicker Park, and they basically pay me more to find more students. So if you're looking for guitar lessons, go to Evolution Music on North Avenue. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll pay me more, please. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the only pl- yeah, plug. plug, all right? Yeah, yeah. great plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's actually commercial. Most of ours aren't very commercial because the improv yeah. doesn't pay very. Much. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Find me, Eko Lu. Eko Lu. You know the spelling because it's going to be on the podcast. Yeah. On Facebook, whatever. Um, by the time this comes out, my the, there's a musical I'm going to be in for like we're going to run it once for Second City. It's probably right. going to be over. Um, that's fine. But catch me playing with Simply Sugar. Uh, at that crowd theater and a tribe called Johnny Quest, a hip hop improv group around town, will will post about it. All right, good. Um, in first place, Burger Twitter, Instagram. Also, starting this Sunday, though of course this will have already passed by the time this episode comes out. But I think it's every Sunday. Uh, I missed my last improv class, so I'm not 100 percent sure of the schedule on this. But at CIC, uh, we're doing the student shows weekly. I think they're weekly. Um, for my level, uh, if we've come up with a team name or anything, the team name's probably Party Barge. Probably. Uh, <laughs> it might not be. Um, but either way, just keep an eye on CIC and go to those student shows that are on Sundays and, um, watch me do improv. Uh, yeah. I think that's 
Cool. Yeah. Is that it for the episode? Yeah, yeah I think that's it. All right. Um, yeah, this is from Eco, Zach, and Juan. We're signing off. Goodbye. Later. See you later.